with another uh, IQ presenter. And this one is actually uh, somebody that's been on the podcast before. It was like the third or fourth maybe podcast. Uh, Mark Smith from Macroscopic Solutions. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. So um, so, so why are you back here at IQ uh, pitching? Because you already went through the process, right? I have, yes. But I, uh, I get back, I come back every once in a while to sort of provide everybody, the investors, the mentors, and more importantly, the new companies with updates about my own business, progress, where we are in the industry and uh, maybe give them some pointers that they can use and uh, kind of moving towards the, fu- the future. Yep. So I think when you were first on the podcast, that was what, 2015? So you, you went through this in 2013, correct? That's right. So so there's a couple of process. So you were back then, you only had, you had the backpack, I think, like two years ago, right? And then what you had maybe one other thing coming out on the line? Yeah, so we had the uh, imaging system, which was portable, that fit into a book bag. Uh, and there, I think we were still, I think we had already introduced the micro kit, which allowed us to resolve down to a micron of detail and color. But since then, we've created a whole new product line, which is more specialized and focused for geoscientists. Nice. And nice. can you give us just like a quick overview uh, of the technology uh, a little bit there, just for the listeners who might not be familiar? Not everybody's gone that far back to listen to <laughs> yeah, our podcast. Sure. We're not that popular yet. <laughs> well, the, the technology is really easy to explain. Um, what it does is, uh, I guess the best way to sort of visualize it at home is to um, uh, just pick up a camera and capture a picture. And generally, there's going to be a portion of that photograph that's out of focus. Uh, there's two ways to overcome that problem. One is using planoptics, which is a low-resolution me- method, and the other is focus stacking, which is a high-resolution method. And we use focus stacking, the latter, to produce high-resolution images, not just of, of things you can see uh, at infinity scale, so like field locations and outcrops, but uh, we're doing it more for microscopy, so things like pollen grains, very, very small materials, and u- we're utilizing different light sources, and we're capturing the subject in full context, full color, uh, non-destructively, and in very high resolution. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good summary of it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So so uh, you went through IQ. How did IQ? What role did IQ play in your business? Well, innovation Quest is how we how we got our start. Um, I was finishing my master's degree in geology at the time, and I had a hobby which was photogrammetry, taking images of small things. So essentially, you could call it macro photography, but a little bit more sophisticated. And I wanted to combine the two technologies because I didn't necessarily want to go work for oil and gas. I didn't want to go work for mining. I contemplated with uh, with academia. Uh, That's what a geologist does, right? Like those are like the three options. (laughs) I mean, you could go the environmental side, which is also fantastic. But now being an entrepreneur and what IQ gave me, now I can sort of cater to all those industries and and go any route I want, which is really nice. Yep. And so um, so it's it was the same format back back and when you went through it, same like you pitch for the top 10 spots and, and got into the incubator, right? Yeah, it's the same pitch, only I'd say it's gotten a lot more competitive, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more teams, and there's a lot brighter people. And as everybody noticed today, there's a, a lot, they're a lot younger as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> we, we just had a guy just right out of high school, you know, it, yeah. it, was, it was pretty intense. Definitely um, making us feel a little old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess the, the, the other side of it is that, again, the, the, your, your take on the incubator, right? Did that the, that incubation process, because um, some of the, one of the things that we kind of heard Rich talk about was that it wasn't, it's not for everybody. And we try to, it, it is the boot camp that we really tried to kind of push people out of it. And so what made you stick with entrepreneurship instead of going into the, the field? You know what I'm saying? Like what made you stick with and, and you know, provide the grit? Um, to be honest, uh, it was, I guess, my own ethical, uh, my own ethics, uh, just because there was prize money up for grabs that was coming 
uh, from philanthropist pockets. I personally couldn't take 15,000 in prize money and not execute on my idea. That's probably the principal motivation for my own drive. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't pizza like some of our other entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, got, well, we had a few people walking in. It was like, there was free pizza. Oh, it was pizza at first. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you had to feed yourself, right? Oh, yeah. First year, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, don't get rid of the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so, so another thing, too, is that um, so you said you come back and forth. Have you pr- provide mentorship? Have you come back as a mentor in any of these uh, programs? Or? I, I do. Every year I come back as a mentor. And I, I think one of the things that I, I'm good at when I do come back and talk to the new teams is that because I've come through the program and, de- and founded a new company so recently, there's a lot of challenges, things like forms that you might miss that are related to taxes or what, what forth. They don't necessarily get discussed in the large scale of things. So I can come back and give some pointers and feedback and advice on how to handle sales tax, uh, marketing, accounting, mm-hmm. stuff like that that they need to know right off the bat, which yeah. is really helpful. And then, and then plus, I would assume, because uh, I remember uh, from the, when you were on the podcast, you had some stuff with a, a, a co-founder, right? That you kind of went through that process too, and I assume that's that plays a role in some of uh, some of the stuff that you're telling these these uh, entrepreneurs, right? It does. I mean, yeah. And I actually I should give Dan a shout out. Uh, I did have a co-founder, and he still maintains five percent phantom equity in the business, and is still a great friend. And uh, I mean, he he just got back from Niger in Africa doing a groundwater project there um, in in one of the well, yeah, Niger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Um, and so, uh, so you when you presented, you actually showed a, a few new industries you're kind of going into. You're kind of you got a few new, new products out, and so kind of tell us where the business is going now. Yeah. So the technologies at first was really centered on life science. It was replacing scanning electron microscopes and stereo microscopes, which we've done. But in light of certain budget restrictions uh, in recent time, we have naturally kind of progressed into more and more industries. And because we were coming out with products that were really, really centered and, and focused on geoscience, it made sense to go to PDAC, which is a mining conference, and AEPG, which is an oil and gas conference, all within the last three months. And the response from those conferences was really, really good. I mean, we're, in essence, providing those companies and industries a tool and a method to analyze any of the samples that the geologists are going to be looking at but doing it in a way that's less less destructive to the environment and also much much more accurate than than the simple analysis that a geologist can perform. So so while you didn't go work for the oil and gas companies, you, you you'll you'll sell a product to them, right? I will sell a product <laughs> to them, but but at the same time, I keep the incentive and the notion that we are making their process significantly more efficient, so they're being far more or less destructive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Right. Because yep. because it's always like the the bad guy in the room, like Mr. Burns. You know, kind of. You know, of the course. specter of big oil <laughs> looming. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's an interesting question, but I do have to I do have to say a disclaimer is that while oil and gas, I mean, while there's been a, a lot of debate and environmental speculation, they do consist of some really top notch, high priority scientists that are that are basically doing this in the most effective way that they can, which is really nice to see. Well, I, I mean, th- that is the one thing that um, they don't realize that, I mean, these organizations have serious level scientists, right? And engineers that are, are trying to, they don't want to be wasting product and, and wasting resources and Bad everything. Bad for business. So, yeah. Yeah. You know? so, Absolutely. Yep. And so uh, still still completely, you know, profit driven, self-funded, right? The whole thing or, or what? Entirely. Yeah. I mean, we operate from sales. Uh, we have a couple of employees and contractors now. Uh, and we're, we're now into government contracting. So we're visible for uh, government organizations that are putting out solicitations online as well. But yeah, it's all organic growth. Nice, nice. So uh, no no stop, right? No no, no stop. You have the upward trajectory or what? At the moment, yeah. So I mean, we're, we're in good shape. Our, and the feedback from our current clients and customers is always really, really strong. They're always referring our products to, to other users and other potential clients for us. And they're, uh, 
they're very happy with the technology. You were actually uh, uh, telling a story during your presentation about uh, you helped a potential client. They brought in a sample, and you were able to show them, hey, there's gold there, literally, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, a lot of times in mining, the, the, the method to go out is to really just kind of, you know, get a claim, go out, and kind of sample the land a little bit, and a geologist will look at the samples and conclude whether or not uh, there's, you know, it has what they're looking for. And not all, not every time the geologist's eye is correct. So our technology provides them a means to analyze it, document it, and also maintain a high degree of accuracy. And I, you know, I know this is an audio uh, medium here, but you know, he he brought uh, Mark brought pictures in, and it was um, it was very. Uh, convincing you know he's okay that's clearly gold like that's definitely like yeah there it is yeah that's one of the amazing parts is that a lot of times what we're learning about the industry is they're utilizing technologies like scm scanning electron microscopy uh hyperspectral photography and things that don't necessarily represent color but you can still analyze uh but because our technology is so high in resolution and we have a much broader color channel the analysis is that much more accurate Nice. So I know you weren't here for like necessarily an ask or, or you were here for a tell, right? You're trying to tell about your company. But is there an ask you're looking for? Are you looking for new new kind of, um, you know, potential pilot, um, you know, uh, uh, companies or whatever? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, for us, I, I think one of the things that we're trying to do is get in the mind of every geological consultant. Um, we want to uh, let them know that our technology exists so that when basically these companies, these academics, uh, are coming to them and saying, look, we need this problem solved. Let them know that there's a new technology out there that, that we can uh, provide, provide them with. Yeah, and, and, and it seems like you're pretty flexible where if it doesn't necessarily fit your technology, you're maybe willing to work that out kind of because it, it seems like all your all your stuff has come out of like problems, right? That were in the field. and You're like, OK, well, we'll make something for it. <laughs> it, it. It is. And I'm speaking heavily to geology, but I have to remember all of our other clients and entomology that that have a need for the technology. And also right now we're we're work. We're trying to work with the National Park Service. They put out a solicitation to digitize historical documents and ledgers from the 1800s. Uh, that are deteriorating. So we provide a means and a tool, and we're actually going to try to collaborate with the Dodd Center here at the University of Connecticut to hire staff to handle those documents. So we're not strictly geoscience. We do provide a lot of a lot of solutions to a lot of imaging and preservation problems, uh, which is why we're here. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, it is great. Well, well, Mark, it was great to get an update from you and everything. And um, you know, maybe we'll see you again next year at the, uh, the IQ. Yeah, I hope so. Thank All you. Right. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Kalina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input, our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter at ctstartupcast. And please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on the connected startup. Show.